game of crowdfunding draft pick edition recorded Tuesday, July 8th, 2014. We are back. This is the start of season four. Woo! That's right. So let me introduce you to our season three winner. Yeah. <laughs> me. Sarah's back. You, you feeling better? You doing, you doing I, well I to, this tonight? I, I am doing well tonight, especially that I'm a winner. <laughs> we, uh, we of course, wish you to well on the uh, re- recap episode. Mm-hmm. We missed you. Everybody had to listen to me, you know, drone on. <laughs> <laughs> you drone on so well, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we are going to still be talking about a few, uh, you know, a few scraggling projects from season three like i i said last time you know we will follow some of those until they end and and give you the end result of what happened in season three but it's you know sarah has locked in the win yes she's done very well there's nothing jeff can do now (laughs) (laughs) and uh we're gonna talk about a couple minor things we're gonna do in season four nothing major uh no no big changes but a couple (laughs) things we talked about but before we get to that as always, this is awesome to be able to discuss, but we have a couple sponsors for this episode. Yeah. It's always great to have people appreciate what we do and want to sponsor the episodes, not only these episodes, but of course the main podcast. And tonight, of course, uh, Sarah, have you ever heard of a company called Meltdown Games? That does sound familiar. Have you ever heard of a game called Gothic Doctor? <gasps> Gee. Maybe, oh, that sounds really familiar. <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, like I said on the main podcast this last time, Goth- uh, Meltdown Games is sponsoring a uh, month's worth of episodes. So, uh, thank you guys. We appreciate that. And of course, you know, anybody from All Us Geeks is not a, a listener of All Us Geeks, is not unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. Meltdown Games and Gothic Doctor and and Doug and and uh, we haven't heard from John for for since uh, last time the last pledge he's been busy and mm. kind of been the behind the scenes guy a, a bit uh, but the first thing we we want to say this launched their Kickstarter uh, launched relaunched July first it's going until July twenty third they are fully funded nice that is awesome so thank you again to everybody that came out to support gothic doctor and uh, if you still haven't there's plenty of time for you to go out there and check it out they're fully funded they're unlocking stretch goals it's a beautiful thing uh and exactly what we wanted to see with this road to relaunch series that we've been doing so of course that also means you guys are going to be listening to doug and i talk about this for quite a while longer because we have agreed to follow this through to fulfillment so we'll go through the manufacturing and distribution and fulfillment process with this project as well. So you get from start to finish on what happened with Gothic Doctor. Nice. That's great. Yes. So Gothic Doctor, again, it's on uh, Kickstarter until July 23rd. It is an EU-friendly campaign. So that buzzword is there. Uh, <laughs> all of our EU friends, you, uh, of course, will you still got the uh, shipping cost, uh, but you won't have to pay that. And the shipping cost is lower than it potentially would be originally. Uh, you get the base game for $25, which is 156 cards, plus all the stretch goals that they unlock. Or there's an expanded game for $40, which gives you uh, 
additional patient cards and and uh, some some new patients and a new way to play. It's a uh, shared treatment, if you will. So multiple players can treat patients, and and that is a variant that they were looking at for a while and decided to go forward with. So uh, definitely go check out Gothic Doctor. Again, we did a, an initial impressions video for it. It's actually the first time you see all four of us in a video. It's myself, Jordan, Megan, and Sarah. Uh, not this Sarah, but Jor- no, Jordan, Sarah. Jordan's Sarah. Jordan's wife is named Sarah yes. as well. So all four of <laughs> us are in that video. Uh, we all got to play it. Had a good time. But again, awesome. uh, check out Gothic Doctor on Kickstarter and, of course, uh, link in the show notes. Or they have an ad over on the website, so allisgeeks.com. You can click over from there as well. And then our next sponsor, mm-hmm. Theory Craft Gaming, huh. which has a project launching this coming Friday. So potentially already out by the time you hear this, depending on how I get editing done. But July 11th, 2014, they are launching a project for factions. Uh, Ben and I have been talking and he is also providing us with an ad for the website as well. So again, allisgeeks.com. You can click over from there as of July 11th. And of course, I'll throw something in the show notes. If I get this out early, it'll be the preview link. If I get it out after it launches, it'll be right to the episode or right to the project. So factions. Factions is kind of a cool looking little game. Uh, And if you uh, get a chance, at least look through the video. And check out the video. You get a good feel for it. It's a kind of a futuristic sci-fi setting. Uh, it's cross between tabletop and a miniature style game with some area control kind of stuff. Uh, but instead of miniatures, you're going to have like the, uh, like the cardboard standups. It, it looks like, uh, and it's a hex kind of battle arena and you can reconfigure the board in different ways. So the play can change depending on how you have the board set up. So you can customize that. I think you can customize, you know, faction that you're using. Uh, so between that and customizing the board, you know, you've got a bunch of different ways to play and you can, the replayability is going to be nice there. And the main objective is to, uh, grab victory points as you kind of do the area control thing. You wrestle over, you know, control of various positions on the board and some of them will get you, you know, points. Some of them will will do other things for you. Uh, It's a two to four player game. So you can play it, you know, free for alls or, you know, two on two, all that kind of stuff that your typical uh, area control in arena style gaming. And it's a 45 to 60 minute game, I believe. And again, check out the video, give it a look, see if it's something that you're interested in. And we definitely appreciate Theorycraft Gaming coming on as a sponsor. Factions look super cool. I wanted to take a look at it and review it. Unfortunately, I could not get it into my schedule. And uh, I'm sad for that. So (laughs) definitely go check it out and see if it's something you might be interested in. From there, you know, since we're starting a new season, sir, mm-hmm. maybe yes, we should go over the rules one more time. That's not a bad idea. We haven't done that in a while. No, we haven't. Would you like me to do it or would you like to give it a shot? Well, let, I will give it a shot. All right. Okay. So the rules for how we pick our projects, they have to have a certain time frame. They have to be launched within 14 days of the day we recorded or 14 days before the day we recorded or have 20 days 
uh, left after we record because some projects have longer time frames. Of course, the most important is they have to be unfunded because that's the point is we're trying to help these great projects get the attention they deserve so that they can fund. And then we pit projects against each other and we get points on, on three measures, amount raised, number of backers, and the percentage of overfunding. And the franchise pick? Oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> and we each, yeah, the biggest part of it is that we each get a franchise pick, which means that uh, if I go and I pick this project and I say, I have to say ahead of time, I have to say this is going to be my franchise pick. If Jeff has picked it, he doesn't get points, I get points. Because normally if we both pick the same project, nobody gets points. But if you manage to franchise it um, and the other person has picked it, then you get the points for it. Right. We each get one franchise pick per episode. So we have yep. to use it wisely. Yes, very wisely. And if you, if it doesn't come up as a, a uh, both both opponents picked it, then you're just out of franchise pick. Yep. All right. So that is the rules that we've been using for three seasons now, pretty much. Uh, some pretty of those kind of came on, I think, halfway through first season. Yeah. Uh, when Richard and I were still doing it, and then you and mm-hmm. I talked about some things. Uh, so coming into season four, we've got another a couple minor little things that we're going to add to things overall. And mm-hmm. one of those would be we're going to uh, add another point category. Yep. And this one is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. If the project that you pick is successfully funded, since that's what we're kind of hoping for out of the game of crowdfunding, you'll get a point. Mm-hmm. So yep. that is one way that, you know, in a matchup, we can potentially both get points. Yes. You know, if they both successfully fund, we can both get a point. And then we have talked about this in the past, but we've never actually shared it because especially this season, we haven't had to. (laughs) So season two, we ended in a tie, which was very bizarre. And Mm -hmm. we did not have a tiebreaker in place. So we just left that one a tie and Sarah and I talked about it afterwards. And now with this new rule, we have a succession in place for tiebreakers. So what we're going to go by is in this order. Number of successful projects, whoever uh, had the most successfully funded projects is the first tiebreaker. And then we go to number of backers and percentage overfunded and then total money. So we go down that line, see which of us got more points in that, those specific categories. If we get all the way yep. to the end of that, you know what? We both deserve to share a victory. There you go. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the new additions for season four. And you know what? We've had some feedback off and on. Sarah's been involved Mm -hmm. in it as well. People have been asking how they can play along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you have suggestions for that, please let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, You can either hit us up on on Twitter, which would be Sarah. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Eurogamergirl. Yes, and of course, at All Us Geeks. Mm-hmm. Or you can send it to podcast at allusgeeks.com. And that's kind of the catch-all for the podcast. So uh, you can send them there as well. Now, prior to Sarah joining the podcast, <laughs> she used to play along in the comments of each episode on the allusgeeks.com website page. So, Sarah, you want to kind of just to give an example for what people may want to do until we either figure out an official way or... Or yeah, you, what you sure. used to do? 
what I used to do was I would listen to the podcast and between the two pairings, I would pick a side. So at that point it was, is Jeff and Richard. So I would be, well, I like the project Jeff picked or I like the project that Richard picked. And I would give myself a point if I picked the successful person. I don't know if I got more detailed than that, but it's been a while. But yes, yeah, so I would just follow along and um, I would earn my own points that way because there would be a point where I had more points than either one individually because there were points where I'd pick one side or the other. And that was just my way to play along. So that is one potential way that if you're interested in joining right away, you can definitely <laughs> do that. We definitely welcome you to kind of come over to the allisgeeks.com website and check out the the uh, episode, individual episodes and leave comments and interact with us that way. And again, if you have any suggestions on a way we can get sort of a listenership uh, side competition going on, mm-hmm. fits in with what we're doing here. We are all ears. Uh, send them in and, and we can talk, Sarah and I can talk about them and, and try to come up with a, a happy fit for the show. I've also had a couple of people ask if they could come on with us mm-hmm. and that too would take some tweaking. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not, I'm not against it. Uh, I just need some thought into it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. We'll move on from that and we'll go ahead and talk about these matchups that we got outstanding where, cause Sarah obviously needs more points. I mean, the, the poor girl is <laughs> deprived. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. We have one matchup that was outstanding from May 27th, and that mm-hmm. one is finally ended. And that was, Sarah, you chose... Albion's Legacy. And I had Waggle Dance, which, which I believe was the one we were actually waiting to close. Uh, it yes. It was just like in the hours when I happened to record. So Yep. Uh, they are both closed. They were both successfully funded. So that's now again, the point for successfully funded, that's going to start with season four. Right. Uh, so these were both successfully funded. That is mm-hmm. awesome. But what happens there? <laughs> uh, let's see. This was interesting because my project was in Canadian dollars and yours was in pounds. So we had to do the conversion to find out who actually raised the most money. And we converted them both into American dollars. And I just funded a little bit more than you did. So I got the point for amount funded and I got a point for percentage of overfunding. But you definitely got the point for number of backers. I did squeak out a point. I think I mm-hmm. was kind of talking about that on the last one. All right. So then we go on to June 10th. So yes. This is actually the last time we recorded. This is the last set of matchups mm-hmm. for season three. At least two of these are going to continue on through the entire month of July. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we started off with last time we recorded together, you got to pick first and try oh, to yes. franchise me on <laughs> ghost love candy because they do i'm sorry i love that game so yes as as jeff knew i would i uh franchise ghost love candy so he didn't even try which was good for him <laughs> i wanted to make sure it got talked about i mm-hmm. knew it would get talked about <laughs> I, I can't keep that a secret <laughs> I love candy just as much as ghosts do. So, (laughs) (laughs) but on this one, unfortunately, though, I didn't score as many points. 
Uh, well, I'm happy to say my project funded. And oh yeah, what project did you put up against it? I put up Shadow Throne. Right. Which had a much higher funding goal and thus funded more. So you got the point for amount raised and number of backers. Yes, but, I, uh, but you definitely got percentage. Yes, I squeaked ahead with the percentage. So then uh, we've got our first uh, forever matchup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one is actually not as bad as the other one. I chose in round two from that episode, Through the Ages... Which is really going through the ages. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is still going on. Goes till July 22nd. So as of right now, uh, looking for 20,000. Got 46,509 right now with 640 backers. Nice. And I put up against it Beowulf, a board game, which did successfully fund. Yay. Yes, I'm very happy that it funded, although I believe you'll get most of the points because it only raised 37580 So money-wise, you've your project has already raised more. Yep. But I might get you on backers. So there's 765 backers, and yours is at 640 So we'll see how that ends. Yeah, I got I got money in percentage, yes. but backers is still uh, Up in the potentially air. on the bubble, yeah, mm-hmm. since I've got 13 more days to go. Yes. All right. So we'll keep following that one again. We'll just kind of mostly give updates on where Through the Ages is uh, since mm-hmm. Beowulf is, is finished and we kind of yes. gave the cap on that. Round four, I chose S in the Game. Now, mm-hmm. Again, this is the Geek Attitude Games one, not the Luda Creations right. S in Game. Which is ironic. There were two S in Games at the same time on Kickstarter. But... I know. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day for the meta game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh let's see. Essen the game is done. Mm-hmm. And they were successful. Uh they were looking for 30,000. They've got $34,482, which puts it at 115% funded. 540 backers. Yep. And against that, I put Ultimate Battle, the creative drawing game, which is still going until July 31st. So plenty of time to check that out if you're interested and is nowhere near Essen. They were looking for 11,000 and they, they're currently at 12,789 with only 267 backers. So on amount raised and backers, I'm not going to reach Essen. However, it's currently at 116%. So it's very likely if it doesn't drop that I'll get the percentage. Yes. All right. So then our round five, you let us off. With gazoink. And uh, <laughs> I love the name of that. It's just fun. Uh, they were looking for 4,000 and they raised 5,215 with 93 backers at 130%. So not great numbers across the board, but it funded. So that's awesome. All right. And then I put up Escape from Alcatraz, a new mystery rummy game. This is from mm-hmm. Griffin and Eagle Games. That was looking for 10000 It got $13,574, so 135% uh, percent funded, and 359 backers. So you got that one all the way. Yes, because, you know, I needed it. <laughs> hey, at least you can go out <laughs> with a, a bang that you got that one all the way across the board. <laughs> don't, don't, don't patronize oh. me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to lift your spirits, but I guess that didn't work. <laughs> Nobody likes a sore winner. Ooh. <laughs> I'm right. trying to spread the happiness. 
So that is all that we have left for season three. Mm -hmm. And of course, like we said, we've got two that we'll kind of come back to as old friends there. Yep. (laughs) So now on to season four. Yes. Clean slate. Clean slate indeed. (laughs) Clean slate, but unfortunately off to a rocky start. Uh, as yeah. we were kind of talking about before we got started, uh, I do have five projects. I have exactly five projects and I barely have five projects. Not to say that there aren't a lot of great projects out there, but you got to remember what our criteria is. And by that, there wasn't a lot to choose from. And of course, one of the other things, not only is it, can it not be funded and have to have a certain amount of time left and all that stuff, but it actually has to kind of catch Sarah's eye and my eye for us to actually yep. want to talk about it. So uh, that's another level. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm uh, not going to talk about one that doesn't interest us or that we don't feel confident in. Um, and this time there just happened to be a lot of great projects that were already funded. So kudos for them. Made, made it a little bit more difficult for us. Yes. All right. So I get to start us off, it looks like. Yes, you do. All right. So uh, franchise pick. Of course. <laughs> you know, I got to I I just got to go one. I got to go with the cute. I got to go with the cute. Okay. Mouse guard, swords oh, and strongholds. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kind of had to. I know. It's uh you I know, just wasn't expecting you to franchise it. <laughs> yeah, and well it again, it's you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough uh week for us. That's true. That's very true. So Mouse Guard, Swords and Strongholds, a two-player, mm-hmm. 10 to 20-minute board game uh, from the Mouse Guard comics, obviously, for Guard Mice, patrons of the June Ally Inn and their fans. So basically, uh, this is, and I like the concept of this as well, and that's the other thing yeah. that really kind of appealed to me. The fact that it's uh, a game that was created in the comic to be in the comic, and then... <laughs> The comic creator said, hey, and, and reached out to somebody that could help design the game aspect of it and say, can you help me make this into an actual game? So it's it's pulling the game out of the comic to give it to the fans. And I think that's kind of yes. cool. Oh, no, I think that's awesome. All right. So when I was able to check it earlier, they were looking for $18,000. Mm-hmm. Currently at $10,586, which puts it at about 58% funded. Uh, 252 backers ends August 7th. You can get a print and play for $12 or $30 for the full game. Obviously you chose that as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was attracted to it for the, the same reasons. I thought one, it's very cute. Yeah. Maybe for a moment I thought of mice and mystics, but, um, then it passed and, uh, I just thought it was really cool that they, they've taken a comic that has a great fan base and, is brought something out of it. I mean, like I was reading farther down that evidently you can also get replica weapons also from the comic. And I thought, here, this is a great, another addition for those diehard fans. You can get a game and those mouse heads just look so cute. Just a little creepy, but very cute. (laughs) Oh, the prototype. Yeah, Yeah. the prototype. (laughs) So now I get to pick and I better go with my franchise. Well, I think think I'll pick one that just relaunched and that would be Atlas Duel for Divinity. <laughs> you know what? You uh, actually got that. I I put it on my list and then I took it off. Oh. 
there's my franchise that didn't quite work out, but that's okay. <laughs> but now I have the tough call of trying to match something up to it, though. That's true. Yeah. That's All right. Go for it. Okay. This is a really cool uh, two-player, as they put it, unit building game uh, set in a fantasy world. It's it's definitely this um, two-player battle ground. You've got this board that's a hex grid and you build up your armies and your units and you're fighting. And the nice thing is, is that you've got I think this is nine different races that you can use to fight each other with. Uh, so the thematics is that each player takes on the role of a young Athelian, which is the godlike being that's been outcast. Uh, and you have to to explore and uncover the secrets of creation. And so as you're traveling, you can manipulate time and space. And there's this it's really neat little story beyond, behind there, but that you're crafting artifacts, you're casting spells, you've got powerful abilities, and you are fighting each other on this battlefield. It looks really cool. It's a little expensive because it does have a lot of plastic miniatures to it. So it looks like right now there's $75 for the early bird version of it. They're looking for 12000 and they're currently at 11495 So they're almost there. They're almost funded. They've got 93 backers and they end July 24th. So there's still time to get in on there. All right. So now I got to try to find something to match up with that. Yes, that I haven't picked. Yeah, that, that's going to be the <laughs> other thing. I, it's it's gonna it's gonna suck if I list off like three things and we got to yeah. match them all up. I'll list at least one thing. You won't have it at one point. Okay. <laughs> apparently, that's true. At least <laughs> at some point. All right, I'll try this one. Speakeasy. No. <laughs> no you, I, I, you got that I one as well. I got speakeasy. Yeah. See, this is this is what I was afraid of. <laughs> See, I I almost guarantee you have that one. I have a feeling you. Might not have this one. The Lost Territories. Nope, don't have that one. Yeah, I had a feeling you might not. That one, I had to go back and think a little bit for that one. All right, The Lost Territories. Uh, So what do we got here? It's a Hard Luck Workshop is putting this out. It's a tabletop RPG with a unique character system, strange powers, and a gorgeous setting. Flintlocks and fireballs together at last. So they kind of, it's fantasy-esque, but it doesn't have like mm-hmm. elves, dwarves, you know, that all. It, it's more following humans and the fact that very low powered and not widely available steam power and and steampunky uh with magic kind of mixed in it looks kind of interesting this is one that i did kind of sit through the video and the guy has printing experience in his background and is working with other people that that have printing experience so uh that was kind of nice to to hear as well so he's used to you know layout and design and and deadlines and all that kind of stuff uh so it's you know it's 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 not somebody sitting in their basement saying i've got a great idea for an rpg (laughs) (laughs) right yeah Uh, um kind of deal so that that was kind of cool so he's looking for ten thousand dollars He's at $2,507 right now, so 25% funded, with 64 backers, goes until August 1st, and I believe there's all kinds of different options. The actual campaign is for the core game guide, but they're also going to do a digital player's guide, so there's, depending on how you and where you want to get in, if you want all digital or if you want a print of the core and and all that stuff. So there's varying levels depending on how you want to uh, participate with it. So our next matchup is chosen for us. Chosen for us, since we both picked it, is Speakeasy, a mob-themed hidden role party game. 
Yeah, this one is not typically one I'd like, but considering some of the other choices, this one at least looks like a good game, even if it's not the kind of game I like to play. But it's a social deduction game. I think it's a little long. It says 75 minutes, but I guess it's one of those games you play with a large group. It says 10 to 25 people. So that would be a large, long party game. Uh, they compare it to Werewolf Resistance and Two Rooms in a Boom. And you're trying to... um figure out so you get cards that tell you what team you're on your secret role and a password so then you're trying to figure out whose team you are on who you can trust by using your password in conversation and then using your role's special ability so i have to give them credit there's a lot going on in this game for sure so they're looking for 13,000 they're currently at 8,669 with 275 backers and it goes until july 29th $25 will get you the yes. game on that one. Yep. 25 yep. Yeah, I kind of fell in the same line with you as well. It, it very, it intrigued me. Mm-hmm. I don't get to play as many of those parties, st- that that particular party style. Like, I don't play a lot of Werewolf. And right. I, I do play uh, Resistance from time to time. And, mm-hmm. of course, I don't have my copy of Two Rooms and a Boom yet. So I, <laughs> I did get it on that one. But just kind of checking out, and like you said, there seems to be a lot going on. Yeah. So it made my list for pretty much the same reasons that you right. you talked about as well. So technically, I think you would pick next. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that would be that yours. That would have been my pick, yeah. All right. Then I will go with Switching Tracks. I do not have that. Oh, well, I pick Switching Tracks because... Because you're friends with Chris Leader? Well, yes. <laughs> That's one of the biggest reasons it almost went on my list. Like, oh, Chris, I love this. Well, I don't know him too well, but I'd I'd like to say at least we've had some conversations, but actually more is because of the company that's producing it. And I don't know how to pronounce the name Watselpog Games. (laughs) I really apologize if I messed that up. (laughs) Anyways, for a lark, we backed the Buccaneer Bones because it was just so cheap. It looked like a nice little light filler game. I didn't think, you know, we played all that much, but we've actually played it quite a bit, especially after big heavy games. It's a really nice relaxing game, but yet still has options and choices. So it's a really well-made game. And for a light game, it had good choices and, and strategy. And this game is similar in that it's not as light as Buccaneer Bones, but it's still more on the light end of the spectrum of games, but still shows that it has a lot of interesting choices. So it is a train game, but it's not necessarily the same type of route building. It's more that you are trying to deliver goods, so it's it's the pick up and deliver, but you have these junctions where tracks meet and you can flip and switch the junction so that you can make the route connect the way you want it to connect and hopefully also block your opponents. So it's still on the lighter end and it's um, $39 for the game, which seems pretty reasonable for they have high quality components and it looks like a good, still on the simpler side, but still good uh, strategy in there. So um, it looks like it's really good for families, kids, casual gamers, or or even for hardcore gamers wanting something a little bit lighter. So they're looking for twenty two thousand. Uh, they're currently at three thousand and seven dollars with fifty six backers, and they're going till August third. All right. So against that, I'm going to put up brains. I didn't pick that brains. <laughs> <right>. Ugh, zombies. <laughs> and uh, that is, uh, for anybody looking for this on Kickstarter that's not using our show notes, that is four eyes in brains. <laughs> yes, it's four <laughs> eyes. Uh, 
So, uh, brains. <laughs> I don't know if you could catch what the theme is. It's from Fire Squadron, who did Black Market Warehouse that got me three points previously. So let's see if you guys can do it again. Yeah. You still didn't get a hold of me ahead of time for a review, though. I'm just saying. We've talked about mm. that online. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to play with brains. <laughs> brains is a simple-to-learn card game, but offers a complex and dynamic rule system. It can be played as a single-player game or up to six players in both co-op mode or player versus player. So you control a zombie character and will raise up minion zombies to fight the living characters in the feeding fields. Love it. With multiple scenarios and difficult options, this game can be played by almost anyone. Each zombie has a type that determines how they will spawn minion zombies. So they're looking for $20,000. They're currently at $6,338, which puts them at 31% funded. 320 backers ends August 6th. Still some early birds out there for $18. Otherwise, $20 will get you the game. I have to give them credit for the theme. At least it's you playing as the zombies. It's different. <laughs> All right. So I have to do the last one anyway, huh? Yes, you do. And I just got a feeling you've got this one, but we'll see. Ready? Yep. My last one on my list, Fire at Will. No. Really? Really? Oh, all right then. Wow, we I actually had more. We had a little more diversity than we definitely thought we would, especially when we started talking uh, before we started recording. Yes. All right. Well, Masquerade Games is doing Fire at Will. So in Fire at Will, players take on the role of airship captains in a Civil War era steampunk universe. Players play cards from six randomized command decks and play them into action piles in order to score successful shots against their opponent. While speed is important, accuracy is vital. One wrong play could cause your cannon to blow up during the scoring phase. It says it's got uh, beginner, intermediate, and advanced modes. This is a real-time. It's very quick trying to play cards in, uh, against your opponent your, and your opponent against you, and then you, you play them out as fast as possible, and then you go through, like they were talking about, that scoring phase where you actually see how well you did. You kind of basically like replay the battle there in, in slow-mo, if you will. You get your instant replay uh, and see how well you did and if your cannon blew up at some point or if you got the shot in you thought you were going to get all that good stuff. So kind of an interesting little idea. You know, I don't play a whole lot of real-time games mm-hmm. like that that aren't co-op. Right. Yeah, you know? so uh, interesting. They're looking for $12,000. Currently at $2,336, which puts them at 19% funded. 71 backers ends August 13th, and I believe $25 will get you that game as well. Nice. Well, up against that, I am going to put Terrain Odyssey, a party-based card combat game. And the reason why I picked this is it's inspired by some of my favorite video games, the Japanese role-playing games or JRPGs. And so it's the random battling that is either loved or hated, depending on your point of view, that is throughout all of these type of video games. And this one is a one versus one or two versus two battling system where you have different factions that you can um, you can pick and then you battle out you're a commanding officer of your party of adventurers going up against another group of adventurers and it's a random encounter and what I like is there's a lot of different factions and, and groups you can pick and within there there's different card types there's characters of course which are the main part you can have different terrain which will affect you know how things go items and then of course your command cards so it looks really good this is I uh, believe at least their yeah, second time launching and I think they've got a really uh, solid 
set up here. So they've uh, fixed up from a, a lot of the things they weren't doing quite right before. And I feel pretty confident about this time. And they got some good pledge levels. $10 get you the print and play. 20 for just one of the two player versus decks. 35 will get you a four player. If you want the full game, it's 60. So you got a lot of choices within there. They are looking for 10,000. Uh, they're currently at 5,028 with 70 backers. And they're going till August 21st. I don't know about you, but it always amazes me because, I mean, we a lot of times come into this pretty confident. It's like, oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to match up on almost everything, everything. And then it seems to be like those are the weeks that we don't. I mean, sure, we match up every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. not as much as we think we would. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we only got two matchups this time. That is the first set of picks for season four. Mm-hmm. And now, the first set of shout-outs for Season 4. Yes. Do you have any, Sarah? Yes, I have two shout-outs. First one is for a Kickstarter about Unpub. And for those who are not familiar, Unpub is a um, kind of a, a convention or a concept of its own where designers go and they take their unpublished, therefore the term Unpub, unpublished games. They go and they and a bunch of playtesters show up or were invited and uh, they spend a day or days, depending on how long the event is, playtesting the heck out of these games and getting a lot of feedback. The main Unpub has been going on for four years. Next year will be the fifth. So the main point of this Kickstarter is to improve the just the whole event for next year, but secondarily to expand the network because they want to be able to show up at other conventions that aren't specifically for unpublished games, but have a presence there. I've also participated in the Unpub Minis I've run. Last year, I ran an Unpub Mini in my town, and I'm planning on running another one this year. So I really feel strongly about supporting this network to help designers get the focused playtesting that they need. So I'm happy to report that they've already gotten to their goal. They were looking for 4,000. They're at 6,186 with 149 backers. Does go till August 1st. I do know there's some disappointment right now because most of the or all of the designer tables are sold out for Unpub 5, but um, they're trying to come up with uh, find a way to do more space. But there's a lot of other ways to support. Like I'm planning to get hopefully a t-shirt so that when I run my Unpub Mini, I can wear the t-shirt. So there's a lot of things there and you they always have a promo pack. So you can also pledge to get the promo pack. So lots of goodies there and a great uh, cause to support. Yes, I, I fully agree. And again, anybody that likes to listen to the game of crowdfunding side of things and, and the interviews and stuff from an indie game designer, Mm-hmm. You've heard us several times, several times talk about, you know, the Unpub and Protospiel and, mm-hmm. and how valuable that feedback is that you can get there. So definitely yep. uh, worth supporting. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yep. And then my other one is for Yardmaster Express. Uh, it just funded way too fast, but I'm happy about that. So I didn't get to pick it, but I'm glad it's doing well. It is an even faster version of Yardmaster, which was on Kickstarter just a couple months ago. It was actually designed by a different designer who was inspired by it and reached out and said, hey, you know, take a look at this. And it looks fantastic. So it's reaching a lot of, uh, of the, well, not a lot, but there's, I think it's unlocked three stretch goals now. Um, it looks really solid. Uh, so I wanted to give a shout out to that. Um, they're looking for 10,000. They're already at 50 
15,603 with 1,354 backers. And it goes till July 24th. And it's only $9 to get a copy, which is why there's so many backers and it doesn't have as much money raised because it's a really inexpensive uh, micro game, but looks really solid. I've got two shout outs as well. Okay. I got to hurry up and get to them because ANSR Entertainment needs me to take my uh, turn in Star Realms, apparently. Oh, <laughs> I see. It's very important business meeting I have to take there, sir. <laughs> Uh, I have two as well, and I'm glad you brought up on pubs so that I can do two others because it, I completely agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that one enough. Uh, definitely yeah. support that if you can. Uh, but I have um, this one just kind of hit me in a kind of a personal level, not as in like I'm going to tell you a sob story here and ask, <laughs> ask you for change. Okay. <laughs> Good. I was it's, worried for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Maximum X Crawl, powered by Pathfinder. Have you ever heard or seen the X Crawl uh, role playing game? No, I haven't. It's a D twenty, or it used to be a D twenty system, uh, mm-hmm. a strictly D twenty system. And of course, it's not changing that much. It's going on to the Pathfinder system. But this is one that I always saw copies of in uh, one of our big gaming stores in in uh, minnesota that i go to mm-hmm. off and on and it always intrigued me and i always wanted to pick it up but i always kind of went uh nobody will really play or you know that kind of, so mm-hmm. i always put it back but every time i went in the store i'd pick it up and <laughs> and basically what it is dungeon crawling made into a spectator sport oh that's cool so the people, you know, you're going through the dungeon, you're playing, your your character is kind of like, you know, think dungeon crawl, running man, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing where you're actually like, you know, fame, fortune, endorsements, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And uh, the DM for this is running everything else, but also, you know, making sure that, you know, the fans are happy and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, so it's it's just an, a, an interesting, unique concept that I've always kind of really been intrigued by and wanted to try out. And now it's on uh, Kickstarter for Pathfinder. So I may oh, have cool. to jump in on this just for that alone. It is looking for, was looking for $4,000. It's currently at $11,624. The big, obviously the big, re- one of the big reasons is not on my pick. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going until July 20th. <laughs> and yeah, they've already got 236 backers. I mean, it's doing very well. And like I said, it, it, they may add another backer, even though I'm trying not to back anything right now because I don't have the cash. Yeah, I'm in the same problem. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I have one more shout out. And this one I want to give. This is a non-gaming one. Mm-hmm. It's for Under the Flesh. And uh, one of the big reasons I want to give a shout out for this one is because this is actually the uh, most recent interview that I'm editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping to have it out this past weekend. Unfortunately, Gilbert had some audio issues off and on while we were talking. So I'm playing a lot of cleanup. So it's not Aww. out yet, uh, but it has launched since we talked. So I just want to give a shout out to Under the Flesh. This is a uh, comic, an independent comic. This is the for the first issue. And it kind of, he kind of describes it somewhat as the walking dead meets why the last man, if you're into that comic, the main character is kind of a a super soldier, if you will. He's, He's genetically enhanced with nanobots. Just as he gets them, the virus breaks out and only affects males and the doctor that's basically about to explain to him what the nanobots will do for him and how to use them and stuff turns. Uh, and so now he's, you know, 
making his own way. And the idea is, you know, he, he gets up with another band of survivors and stuff, and he's still trying to figure out how to test himself. <laughs> so it's called Under the Flesh. Again, I'll have an interview here very soon uh, where I got to talk to Gilbert, but go check it out. He's looking for $3,500. He's currently at $971 and goes until August 3rd. Nice. Please check out our sponsors. Uh, Mm -hmm. We greatly appreciate people that sponsor the uh, podcast and definitely want you guys to go check them out. And uh, if you do and you like what you see and you back, let them know uh, you heard about them from All Us Geeks. Yep. And above and beyond that, if you have any suggestions, again, for uh, playing along at home. (laughs) Yes, definitely would like to know. Yeah, let, let us know your thoughts on that. Euro Gamer Girl on Twitter, yep. All Us Geeks on Twitter, or podcast at allusgeeks.com. All right. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Go on out there, check out these projects or a few of your own. And as always, pick a winner. Yeah. This podcast is a proud member of the Geek Cast Network. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other podcasts with a geek culture slant, head over to geekcastnetwork.com where you will find podcasts such as Two Bald Geeks, a podcast by two bald horror movie fans that dissect one horror movie a month, saving the spoilers for last. The Geek Cast Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at geekcastnetwork.com.